Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. Uh, it's it's the airy twins coming at you today. It's Jerry and Terry. Uh, no Max. Max went to go see a movie. He went to go see Endgame. So, and apparently he saw Morgan Feeney <laughs> at the theater. So that's just kind of great. Uh, but yeah, so Max, I hope you're all, I hope you're having fun gallivanting around town while, while Terry comes on here and Terry's sick. You'll be able to tell in his voice. Yeah. Not feeling too well, but, uh, we told you on for the blues. See, see, see what we're doing? Max. <laughs> Max is over there like, Jerry, why are you doing that? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I kid, of course. Max sits there and comes on here all the time, and he has a really busy life, so obviously I'm joking. But uh, but Terry Terry is uh, under the weather, so if he comes up with some crazy opinion you know he would normally say, normally not say, you know why. It's because he's, he's not feeling great. Yeah. Uh, so... So, yeah, we just had an off-camera discussion about uh, paracetamol and the uh, American equivalent, which I'm not sure what it is. Uh, yeah, and what's really going to bake my noodle is if it's some drug we don't even have that works way better than what we have. <laughs> you must have it. It's not It's not um, a fancy medicine. It's pretty, it's over-the-counter, pretty standard. Yeah. It's just going to have a funky-ass American name, probably. Different, well, the different name in America. Uh, see, I, I don't know. I just like the idea that you have, like, exotic drugs that we can't get here. I just I think that's kind of great. <laughs> uh, Terry's like, you know what we normally do when we have a headache? We just take an injection right to our temple, you know, and it just zaps it immediately. Yeah. You know. It's <laughs> yeah, well, I, you didn't expect that conversation coming out of the Taffy Blues podcast today, did you? Talking about the difference in medicines yeah. <laughs> and England in the States. Um, well, Terry, I appreciate you being able to be here. Otherwise, it's me, and nobody wants that. Um, nobody, nobody chimes in for just Jerry, <laughs> sadly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so thanks a lot, man. Uh, appreciate you doing that, you being able to be here. Um, so uh, the way the show is going gonna, is gonna to roll today... Um, we're not going to be able to take like the longest amount of time today. It's mainly because, well, my, my, my personal life, I'll just go ahead and tell you, it's going to be a fairly abbreviated show, um, because I got to take my oldest to tryouts for, to, uh, to football tryouts as in, you know, we would call it soccer tryouts, but you would say football. Uh, so yeah, he's got that tonight and tomorrow. Uh, so spare positive thought for young Bennett. We'd appreciate it. Um, but uh, so this is what it's going to look like. Uh, fairly short segments. We're going to do one on Jack Yelka to start off with. Uh, he's in an interesting situation. He ha- almost had a... Was that a curtain call the other night? Um, that's the question. So, uh, we're going to talk about uh, about Yagielka. We're going to try to say it the right way. Uh, and then uh, and then we're going to talk about Lookman. Uh, somebody on Twitter earlier posted something. I don't know how accurate the information is, but that's not the point. The point is it got me thinking about a subject as far as Lookman goes. 
So I'm not going to spoil it right now because I want to get Terry's raw reaction to it later. But yeah, um, we're going to talk about Lookman, and then we're going to do lightning round with Terry. Uh, I think it's been a while since we've done lightning round with uh, with Terry, and, uh, and it's been a while since we've done any lightning round. So I've written up some questions. Uh, let's hope they're not repeats of any previous questions. We'll find out. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, so it'll be a lightning round quiz, and we'll wrap up with that. And uh, that should be quick because Terry brings the, the, the decisiveness to his answers always, right? He definitely doesn't doesn't go, oh, this is great radio. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so let's start. Talk about Jagielka. Jagielka. <laughs> so Jagielka may be leaving soon. Okay. Um, he, I mean, the guy's like, what is he? Thirty-six. Yeah, I think he's thirty-six. I think he's thirty-six. Um, he performed well. What was it? Three or four weeks ago, when he played, he came in and actually played well, and then he. Had another game after that where not so much mm. um, against who uh, who was the the not so good performance against I'm spacing it was against Fulham he was Fulham. back yeah. of the Arsenal game he came in for Keane last uh, yeah. last because he was um, not well in the warm up and then he kept his place because of the good performance he actually scored yeah. Arsenal didn't he so yeah but wasn't too hot in the Fulham game. Yeah, which is starting to become a trend with some of the older players. They'll look good in spots, but if you need them repeatedly, it's just tougher, you know. Um, so let's let's talk about Yagielka and the fact that in spots he can be an admirable fill-in, and the fact that he brings so much to the locker room. Terry, is this a situation where is there? You can talk about the argument for or against trying to keep Jags. I think the one thing you can say about Jaggy Elker is nobody, you know, doubts his brain as an um, as a defender. He's he's definitely the best defender upstairs um, at mm. the left of the club. But physically, I think the 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 years have caught up to him, which is fair enough. He's he's thirty six, but the the vibe you get from the club. You got to remember when Marco Silva spoke about this a couple of weeks ago in a in a pre match press conference. Um, if you whittle down what he said, he basically said, yeah, we're going to offer Baines a, a one-year extension to his contract, but we need to speak to Jagielka. Like, so people said, oh, people took that as we're going to offer both of them contracts, but when you actually see what the, the, the raw wordage, he was very specific with Baines and was a bit more ambiguous with um, Jagielka. And then obviously at Goodison, he comes on, and not only do the crowd react as if it's a farewell, you know, sort of mm. um, moment. You could see on the touchline that um, Silva was telling Coleman to give him the armband and, and so on. There was, yeah. was a lot of tells there, basically, that um, Jagielk is probably not going to stay. I think the only instance where he may have been retained um, would have been if we'd have qualified for the Europa League because then the extra bodies and, you know, the experience might have been useful to have around. But I think... Um, I think you probably have saw the last of Jagielka at Goodison as an Everton player. Yeah, um, you can definitely make some arguments. The fact that you know this this squad lacks a little bit of Premier League experience and leadership. Uh, that is that is the way it is. Um, I, I guess the. It seems like we're not going to try to keep him. It does seem like you're exactly what you ran down there. Um, 
And the other question is, it may not necessarily just be on us as well. It could be a thing where does, if he knows he's going to hardly play, would he want to stay? Because it's a lot of times, I think a lot of times people just put it all up to the club. It's also up to the player. It's up to the individual. You know, would he want to stay? And he'd be looking at a situation where he rarely plays. You know, which may be good for him. He may realize that's where that's where I'm at right now. Or he may be thinking, you know what, I want a chance at playing more. And, I mean, it seems pretty – what everybody's saying is, you know, Sheffield United has been promoted. And that's that's you know he's got roots there, so is it a situation where he that's where he's going to go because that's where all signs seem to be pointing, Terry. Mm. I mean the the Sheffield United move. Practically everyone's saying this. It's not a given that Sheffield United will take him. Not necessarily that he's a bad player, but it's like they might not want to go down the road of him of bringing in like you know older players. You know I know he's a free transfer and, and whatnot, so it'd be pretty easy. But that you don't know that it's it's just a. I don't know these moves like we did with Rooney's like when another when another club finishes up with one of your old players if you've got like a, a, a connection from before your time there um, with another club like, oh yeah we'll take them back it didn't really work out for Rooney here and he was an exceptional talent I think Jagielka may his next move if it, if it does in fact you know it's not guaranteed he is leaving but if it, if he does I think he may go abroad or somewhere like that where he gets a little bit more mileage out of his body because. He's played three games as a Premier League player. Come to America, Jack. I, you, you read my mind. I was thinking he, he, the MLS could be a, a good shout for him because, you know, it's not uh, an un- it's it's less common than it was, but it's still not um, an uncommon path to tread for an older Premier League player to go yeah. to the MLS to, you know, get a little bit longer because, you know, it's a it's a less high you know high impact league. I don't know. I, I I don't see the Sheffield United thing. I see why it's an easy connection to make, but I think he probably finished in this league. I think he'll go abroad and then come back when he's retired and either go into coaching up under tree or whatever. You. But um, yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna flat out say it, Terry. Just for the listeners and viewers. Terry and I, when we're off camera, we talk about all this stuff. We like a lot of the same stuff. We like, you know, we just had, we, we agree on like a lot of stuff. This is one time where I'm thinking, Terry, I sort of think he's going to Sheffield. All right. And here's, here's why. Okay. Um, because they are freshly promoted. Uh, and because we do have a deeper squad. I think if he has a choice between the potential of play, I think you immediately jump for Sheffield and if you're Sheffield, you almost have to think, well, if we can sign him on a bargain, well, then we can get that cool head in the locker room who's got way more Premier League experience than anyone else on our squad. You know what I mean? So I think it depends on the price. What's Jags asking for? You know what I mean? What's his agent asking? What is he, what is actually, what's, what does he want? And if he's being ridiculous, I think Sheffield would be dumb to try to get it. But if he's like, look, I got roots here. I'll be cool. I'll take a cut. You know what I mean? If that's the case, I think he'll go there. Um, I just saw an interview with Rooney on Men and Blazers, uh, and Rooney was interviewed by Roger Bennett, and uh, it was good. I like my wife and I watched it last night, and we're gonna show it to our kids because it's just a really good interview. And uh, I had not heard any like long interviews with him before, and he's just a really he's a well-spoken guy, you know, and he's like more quiet 
than I was expecting as well. He's just very soft-spoken. It's like I wanted to turn the volume up so I could hear him. But uh, he was talking about he thought it went poorly for him at Everton, mainly because he had to stop playing striker. Like he he was very he was talking about the amount of goals he had scored up to that point, and then it seemed like it was better for the team for him to be pulled back. And he started talking about MLS and how it was a better league than he thinks people give it credit for. Um, so I mean, if he's if if Jags is asking Wayne, then I'm thinking Rooney is going to be like, look, this this is a good area. Uh, I just don't really necessarily think MLS plays their pays their players super well. Mm. You know, certain players get a lot of money. Jack, maybe Jags would be one of those guys. I don't know, but yeah, it's a tough one, man. I'm I'm leaning toward him maybe going to to Sheffield, um, but mainly it's also Terry. I get the fact that it's a lazy connection, isn't it? It's a really lazy connection to do that. Um, there are some things you could argue and say that it does make sense, but you know, it's one of those where you know. Every year, Everton will get connected with certain players. Every single year. Mm. It's just, okay, uh, Br- uh, Brahimi at Porto. Yeah. <laughs> Every single window, we are connected with Brahimi. I love him, you know, but we're connected with him every single year. These um, these links are, are lazy, but they, they are obvious for a reason because they make a lot of sense. I mean, I, I personally don't think he'll go to Sheffield United, but... He, he could, you know, like it's it's a very very straightforward move for both the player and the club. If Sheffield United, it was the same. when Rooney is finished at Man United, he'll go back to Everton. Mm-hmm. And I used to think, no, he won't do that. His time at Everton's over. But That's then, too. then there we, you know, lo and behold, when the time came, whether you know for better or worse, he did come back. So it, it it's these moves do happen in football. Like they, they are a common thing. That's why everyone immediately made that connection. They were making that connection before Sheffield United got promoted and then when they confirmed promotion it was it went into overdrive going, Well they're definitely gonna get him now because they're gonna need, you know, some experience, Premier League experience. Sheffield United have got a very um I don't I don't this may be wrong. I mean I'm sure any comments will correct me if it is, but they haven't got a lot of Premier League uh, experience in their squad they've got quite an, a championship you know squad in terms of like experience rather than quality we don't know whether the players are going to cut it yet but they've not come up with like superstars or, or uh, ex-premier league players to get them up so they will need someone to come in and if he's not going to play every game he's not going to play even half the games he'll be there mm-hmm. he'll be a cool head to have on the bench yeah. To start in the uh, in the games where the, you know, there's injuries and just calm things down, like he did for us in the uh, when when he first came back into the team against Cardiff, I remember scratching my head when he started that game, but lo and behold, it was the start of what ended up being a really good run towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's got a part to play in that. He we were shipping goals for fun, especially on set pieces. Yep. He, as part of the defensive unit, was part of fixing that. And then I now look at the players like. Zuma, who's gone in at that time when Jack Elka came in against him um, against Cardiff, I wasn't I wasn't sure on Zuma. I wasn't really sure whether he was worth spending the money on, and whether it was a culmination of different things or, or a combination, sorry, of different things. But since he since Jack Elka came into the the team, Zuma came back into the team and has been outstanding ever since. Maybe it was the threat to his place. I don't know, but 
Jagielka's got a big hand in sorting our defensive woes out from the middle third of the season. The one thing Jagielka does that no other player seems to do in the back, except for maybe Seamus Coleman, is communicate. His communication, you can see what he's doing. He's barking out orders. He's almost, gosh, I'm such an American. I was about to say, oh, he's like a quarterback back there. It's just such a American football. <laughs> and, yeah, sorry, sorry to all the world that's not American. Uh, <laughs> but his communication is really effective. He's back there, and he knows what he's doing. He understands things, and he's able to confidently express that to the surrounding players. Not everybody does that. A lot of people want to be lead by example and not via words. Or some people just want to follow. So it's, we, don't, we haven't had a lot of people like that. So there's, there are arguments to be made that Jags has way more value rather than just straight play value. Uh, his leadership qualities extend way past the locker room. When he does play, he's key. I feel like he is one of the reasons he almost gave people something to, to see when you see, okay, here's a role model. This is how this role model leads the team from the back. And he gives our other central defenders something to see and watch how he works. You know? I don't know, man. If he's, we have no idea if he's, if he's actually uh, leaving or not. Um, he's a player that immediately, uh, like if you're a casual fan, I'm not sure if you realized how important Jagielka was to the team because he's never been a flash guy. You know, um, but I mean, I very quickly started seriously supporting the club when I first began. And when I was trying to figure out what my first kit was going to be, and yes, this is a very American thing to put a name and number on the back of your kit. I get it. It's, you, it's for kids in England. I know it. Okay. So save your comments. I know I'm a dork in America, but <laughs> Jagielka was one of the ones. I ended up choosing between Jagielka and Baines, and I chose Baines because I felt like he's a goofy artist guy like me, you know? But Jagielka's the other one because I just admire the way he, he carries himself. He's just a professional. And not everybody is like that. I love that guy. So if he leaves, it's going to suck for all these, like, immaterial reasons. So, mm. but um, at the same time, he's 36 years old. And as a 41-year-old man, I can tell you, <laughs> it just things don't always work out when you're getting older. Just saying. It's the way it is. And, you know, I think Holgate's going to come into the squad. Mm. That's another thing. I, I think that was the reason Holgate was loaned out, was to go and get a few months of regular playing time. That's a good call. Uh, while Jagielka still had months. It, it, to coincide with Jagielka's last months at the club. So when Jagielka went, he could step back into that role in the squad. Um, yeah, so I think Jagielka not being retained has probably been in, in the mind of Brands and Silver for, for a yeah. while. I mean, they, you know, they, the, the, the MO is we want to build young squad going forward and I think Baines is going to be retained so they can address the left-back situation next mm-hmm. time because he's still got, I definitely, I think, more to offer than Jagielka. And I, I think it is time. Jagielka is, has been a great servant to the club and he, in his time, was a fantastic defender. He was one of the best in the league in his uh, in his prime. But now, yeah, apart from the odd one off game where he comes in and looks strong, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing for a prolonged spell of games just because I don't think he's got it physically anymore. And, and that's fine. That's that's You couldn't begrudge any 36-year-old player that. The legs do go, the body does break down a little bit so it's probably about the right time a lot of people wanted him gone myself included uh, well not wanted him gone but a lot of people thought he would go earlier 
uh, last season, the season before, and it's a good job at times that he never because we've relied on yeah. him at, in, at spots when a lot of people thought he shouldn't have even been there. But it, it probably is time now. The club's getting a little bit of stability. You know, the, there's young players coming through, and I don't think Jagielka um, is right to stay and block that progression because we need to play the players like Holgate and and Mina and so on. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But I mean, if the legs didn't go, I mean, hell, think of all the players we could have just kept having in our squad. I know, I, I, I know. Gareth you put, Barry, you would never have left. <laughs> I know. Put, put Jack Elka's brain into Zuma's body and there's a £100 million player straight away. Like it's Someone with physicality of him, but the defensive, you know, nous of uh, Jack Elka. It's just a shame, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You always go back to, to Calvert-Lewin saying that Jack Elka's like the quickest player he's played against. That's... You know, and that was an older Jags you're talking about. You know what I mean? That's that's awesome. Hope for the old folk. <laughs> Just saying. I'll take it. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it on our on our Jagielka segment. Jagielka. Uh, we got through. Terry not feeling great. Uh, feeling on the sick side. Hasn't said anything silly yet. Fingers crossed. We get that with the next segment. I just want something ridiculous. And you can blame it on the sickness. Be like, ah, Sorry, it's my... Oh, the fever. Oh. So, uh, we need to talk about Lookman. We need to talk about Adam Oil Lookman. We've done this segment before, uh, but it was last year, I think. Um, somebody on Twitter, I don't remember the gentleman's name, so I apologize. It should be very easy to find. Uh, posted a something citing uh, German sources uh, saying that, and we have no idea if this is true or not. I just want to, I'm not, this is sparking conversation, not saying, hey, here's ITK knowledge. Uh, saying that we are going to be offering Lookman to RB Leipzig for Werner and, and, and we'll be giving money as well. Um, so uh, potentially solving our, our striker uh, crisis. However, uh, you know, everybody has basically said him going to Munich, Bayern Munich, is, is all but done. Okay? So, whatever. Whether it's true, I don't care. That's not really the conversation. The conversation is, if he is uncomfortable or unhappy at Everton, do you think it's a wise move to try to get some kind of valuable position for a guy who is really just a promising talent? And this is, it's weird, because I think Terry and I right now are of the opinion, you keep the guy if you can, you know, because uh, he's just dazzling when he plays. And, and yeah, Adam Lookman, if you're watching, you are dazzling when you play, okay? Everybody loves watching you play, all right? Um, so this video is not like, hey, oh gosh, he's not ready. No, screw that. He's ready for first team. He just needs to hopefully gradually get, you know, worked in, rotated in a little bit more. Okay, because um, he's a game changer. He's quick. Maybe the quickest player I've ever seen. Uh, but if he is for some reason wanting to play more games, and he, he and if he's for some reason impatient about it, do is it a kind of thing? Do you feel like uh, this particular regime with bronze and Silva, who wants this regime of of, of young talent to invest in young talent? I mean, would they really get rid of a player like that regardless to for an older 
player? You know what I mean? Like, what, in, under what, what circumstances would you be cool with losing Lookman, Terry? That's what I'm asking. If he wants to go. Because he wanted to go last summer, and we made a big, big, you know, effort to keep him, and it was, you know, it was touch and go, and it was just, it was more or less the story of our transfer window last summer, and before the very end when we had the mad transfer deadline day. Um, it was just whether we could keep Luckman, because RB Leipzig would be very public about wanting to take him back. We've done really well there. We made a big song and dance go, oh, you know, don't, don't judge us on last season. That was, you know, we've moved on from that. We're a new. New era, new regime. The Allardyce days are gone. They were a temporary thing. Young manager, he wants to make a young team. Brands is investing in, you know, in youth, youth, youth. And honestly, I think we've let him down. Like, I, we there was there's been times throughout the season where he should have been playing. Like when Bernard first came in, he needed a spell to get up to speed physically. You know, he'd been out of. Um, the Ukrainian uh, league had finished in March. He'd had an injury. He'd had no preseason. Luckman should have started the season on the uh, on the left. I know Richarlison did, and we were playing Tosin and whatnot. But I think much earlier in the season, Luckman should have had a spell on the left. And more recently, um, obviously not since Richarlison has gone on to the right hand side because the current front three. They're, they're ironclad at the minute. They're playing so well. There's no way for any player in. That's fair enough. But for a long spell before that, Theo Walcott was getting a game every single week and was just not contributing at all to the team. Luckman should have been playing. Then it, Walcott should have been dropped and allowed Luckman a run of games. Now I'm not saying, you know, if he, you know, I don't see what's happening in training. It could be a lot of that. It could be, oh well, I want to do that, but you're not doing X, Y, or Z in training. We don't know. But I think, what was the point in keeping him if we were going to use him as, as sparingly and as little as we have this season? He, talent-wise, he's one of our very best players and I want to see him more. I wanted to see more of him for three years and it never happens. And, you know, it's not all one direction. Some of it will be the club, some of it will be the player, I'm sure. But if if it comes to this summer and he wants to he wants to be sold and, I, you know... I, says right I've, I've given it three years I got because he did get behind Silver he, he said right well I'm here now I really want to play um, I want to get my head down and work and it, you know maybe that's still his attitude and next season he's going to go well I'm going to you know I'm going to go into next season I'm going to be a starter soon I'm going to I'm going to break in I'm going to I'm going to stake my claim but if he turned around and said listen I want to go to Germany I, I stayed I didn't play this is what all the other young English players at different clubs are doing. They're not getting games at, um, at their Premier League clubs, so they're going to Germany and they're getting played and they're becoming better players for it. So if he was to turn around and say, I want to go this summer, I don't think the club would be right to stand in his way, providing a, you know appropriate amount was offered for him because yeah. we, we haven't played him. We're, and it's not like we've been on fire throughout the whole season and couldn't get, a, get him in the team. There's been times when he should have been playing and he hasn't been. I have been quick to, and I, and I don't think I'm the only one, quick to kind of, I don't know if berate is the right word, but almost like scold players who want to play immediately, okay? Uh, you know, I, it's really easy, me being some just dude in America, you know, saying, you know, hey, you play for the team, you know? 
if he's a if he's a situation, a lot of this is going to take him doing some self analysis. Okay, he's got if he's a guy who's naturally you know not super self confident. Okay, that is not something I feel like I can judge him for. If he is a player who derives his self worth and self image from how well he's playing, if that's how he's valuing, you know, then if he's not playing at all, he's going to be kind of down. And that's just the way it is. And there's no reason to judge a guy for that. None. You know, it's not at first. There were times where I'm like, oh, man, he wants to play and he's having a bad attitude for it. But no, no, he's made himself available this year, hasn't he? He has. His attitude, as far as we have seen, has been great this season. All right. So it's just going to be a situation where he does some self-analysis and says, "Okay, I am depressed because I'm not getting to play. In order for me to feel strong about myself and feel like I can improve, I need to be playing with regularity. And if that's the case, he does need to move on. That's just some self-assessment he's got to do with his own brain. He's got to be able to know thyself, you know. You have to think about it. And that doesn't make, that doesn't make him a bad professional. It just makes him somebody who understands himself. He gets himself, you know. And if he's being asked to sacrifice a lot... For Everton, and it's a situation where he's being put in a situation to become to kind of sac- um, that's not the word sacrifice is not what I'm thinking of compromise compromise what he feels to be his playing time what he feels to be his self image if he's going to think more about himself being somewhere else and playing more that's that's his call you know and it sucks because I think he does want to be awesome at Everton. But he's just—he's in a situation where he's got right now. Bernard starts, and that's the way it is. And right now, Richarlison starts, and that's the way it is. Lookman's getting to play, and it's something—it's something to be said that he's there. He's getting to play off the bench for these good players, but I mean, he's just not starting, and I don't think that's good enough for him. You know, and I'm not sure if it should be. It depends on his personality, is what I'm saying. I'm just. Yeah. I want to make sure I made it clear that I, I don't want to judge the guy. I feel like I've judged the guy before. I don't want to do that anymore. I feel like I've grown as a, as, a, as a supporter, you know, as a human, trying to treat him like a human being, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I'd love to see him more. I'd love him to stay, and I'd love him to, you know, be part of a attacking unit that we've got, and, you know, throughout the season, you know, players come in. But I just, I just feel like this season we haven't seen him when I thought we would do. Like, he's he's... I thought when he wasn't playing, he'd be the very first substitute. And then as soon as there was an injury or a loss of form to any of the front three, he'd come in and there'd be a reshuffle. And it just hasn't, it just hasn't worked like that. And I don't know whether it was, I don't know whether Silva doesn't like his work rate, doesn't trust him defensively or something like that. But I just thought we'd see more of him. But I've, I've just been, I've just thought while you were speaking then, Jerry, that it could be that he does stay. And that going forward, the, the young players who haven't got a lot of time this year, will start to get it as it goes forward. I think maybe the perhaps the first year under Silva, he's had to play a little bit more safe and mm-hmm. you know get get the right you know mixture, the right formula in this summer, so the young players can come in more often. Like we've just given Tom Davies a brand new contract mm-hmm. when he hasn't played a lot either. So maybe it's going well next season. I know I haven't played Davies much this season. Maybe I, but I do plan to next season. But next season I'm going to roll with a midfield three. 
and and rather than a four two three one, and that's going to suit him a lot more. Maybe it'll be something similar with with Luckman. Go, yeah, we've kept him, and and we didn't use him as much as we'd like last season, <coughs> but we weren't playing a front three back then. We were playing four two three one, and he had a lot more defensive responsibilities. We could play a, a four three three, and <coughs> the, mid, the midfield three do a lot more defensive coverage, and then he can play as a front three, and Luckman's fine. It, it, we we don't know. It's going to be interesting, but I, I certainly wouldn't stand in Luckman's way at this point yeah. if he decided I'm not. I think this would be his fourth year at the club, and you know he feels he could develop better elsewhere. I'd be sad to see him go, but I wouldn't stop him personally. Yeah. I just, uh, I just think he's too, he's a really good talent, and good, young players don't improve by through not playing. They need to play regularly. And, and we're seeing it right across the Premier League, like lots of different clubs. Most, you know, most notably Jaden Sancho, but lots of other players, young English players, are going to Germany to clubs and playing regularly and getting better for it. And then, lo and behold, like Jaden Sancho, they get linked back to England in big money moves because they developed while they were away. I mean, heck, young Americans are going there and playing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at Christian Pulisic. You know, going to Chelsea now. So it's uh, they're they're developing and they're getting to play at a very young age. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a weird scenario, you know, because the whole time you're sitting there thinking, don't want to lose that guy, do not want him to go. Uh, but if you got him, if he's if he's you know feeling miserable, uh, not happy, uh, it's tough. It's tough because I, it's hard for but. I don't necessarily know that he's miserable, though, because I feel like if someone's miserable, they're not going to be... I mean, his attitude is good enough to where Silva sees him coming in, you know, and he's putting him in in games. He's subbing him in. So his attitude is good enough to where he's getting that sub time. So it's not a situation where he's pouting, because if he was pouting, Silva wouldn't play him. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and it could be we're having this discussion and there's no need, everything's cool with the club, la la la. Which is usually the case is we're <laughs> making much ado about much, much ado about nothing, which I just made up. That's my phrase. <laughs> uh, it's Actually, it's been in America for a while, but maybe people in England haven't heard it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's, I mean, anything else on, on Lookman? Uh I mean, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, I'm all for, like, a guy who who seems like he's a sensitive guy eventually finding a place at your club and being happy. Because he seem, does seem like he's a sensitive guy. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I just I want him to stay. We just don't have a lot of players that we can just put them in there and immediately they make an impact. Yeah. We just don't have that. He's on the list. Of, if you make a list of players to keep in place to sell, he's he's. I don't think anyone puts him on the sell list. Absolutely not. not at all. Even for players who haven't played a lot this season, it's like usually the ones who aren't playing right now. I think some people just have the first eleven, two substitutes, and the rest sell. Mm-hmm. He's never on the list. It's, Luckman is always on people's keep lists, and there's a reason for that because we've seen in the short burst that we've seen from him, he's got the potential to be a really good player mm-hmm. and. You can't have too many really good players. Yeah, me and John were talking about what to call this segment, and we were going to call it, like, keep or sell Adam Lookman, and we're like, no. We don't want that to be the the impression we're wanting to give with this segment because we don't want to sell him. You know what I mean? We don't want that. It's just a thing. The only reason we would is if he specifically says, 
guys, I gotta roll. I need to play now. I need to know that I'm gonna be playing. So that's, that's why you sell. And if you do, you gotta hope that we're getting uh, something substantial in terms of talent or financial compensation in return, which we would. Mm-hmm. So it's the big question though. You hate to, with a f- new philosophy of keeping your young talent, if at all possible, the idea of having to l- let a gem like him go. You don't wanna do that. sound effect of thunder very good see see that's get it because thunder and lightning they're paired together like peanut butter and jelly yeah uh, <laughs> or you know what Ben you can you can put in something that's less obvious like a really less obvious side effect or some or that was Terry that was not even just, that was that was a practical sound effect Terry just adds in because he's just Boozing. That's what's happening right now. He's. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Ben, yeah, some kind of cool entrance music would be awesome. Let's make Terry a wrestler, like he's going into the, going into the rings. Like, uh, what do you think? Which wrestler, Terry? Why don't you put the theme music for WCW Thunder, the, uh, the show from the 90s? There's nothing better than that. <sighs> Terry, Terry, you're on fire, man. That's brilliant. Yes, WCW Thunder. Um, the the sort of that was was that on Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thursday night thunder. Cause alliteration, folks. Yeah, it was Monday Nitro, and eventually it was uh, Thursday Thunder, but it was on. Tuesday. I was trying to remember their Monday one. I could not remember Nitro for the life of me just then. Ah, yeah. I never I never got in as 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 nerdy into wrestling as I should have. Just saying. Uh, so yeah. WCW Thunder music. And uh, so welcome to Lightning Round, everybody. Uh, it's time to, to ask Terry the tough questions. There, there, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an obstacle course of 20 short answer questions. He needs to just give his quick lightning answer. He can't deliberate. He can't check Spotify or any of that stuff. All right. He can't phone a friend. All right. It's not happening. He can't ask his cat. Rat, we can't rub a cap for good luck or anything. He's already boozing, you know. Drink, you know, so yeah. Anyway, he's just gonna answer these. This is not a a winner or a loser kind of. I feel like we're all winners when Terry plays lightning round. So that's my motivational speaker <laughs> quote for the day. So uh, Terry, are you ready for lightning round? Do you have any questions ahead of time? No, fire away. All right, we've done this with with Terry before. The hope is that I have not given him any repeat questions uh, that I gave him the last time he did lightning round because then it's going to be like he's cheating, you know, no one wants to cheat the lightning round. You can't cheat the lightning. All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's begin some kind of super intense lightning round music. And there it is. You can hear it. It's just intense. And we go. Terry, what's your favorite team that's not Everton? Um, Barcelona. Barcelona. Never heard of them. Uh, which Avenger are you? Thor. Damn right. Where's your Where's your dream home? Like if you could live somewhere that's not where you are right now in the world, where would you live? Um, Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, what's your favorite spirit or mixed drink? Uh, Jack Daniels whiskey. Ah, just straight? Not mixed with anything? 
Oh no, you mix it with Coke. Oh, you uh, do a Jack and Coke. Gotcha. Yeah. Right on. Uh, if you had a sponsor, who would it be? Like your life sponsor, just walking around, wearing all this stuff. Well, who would be your life sponsor? Uh, probably Twitter, because I've never Twitter. it. Twitter, okay. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, so, fingers or toes? Uh, fingers. Big finger guy, okay, gotcha. Uh, your favorite pizza toppings? Oh, God. Um, barbecue base, extra cheese, and meatballs. Wow. Not what I was expecting on that either. Uh, so, Metallica or ACDC? This was crafted just for you. Metallica. <laughs> Metallica. Gotcha. I had a feeling. Um, what's the best DC Universe movie? And you cannot include the Dark Knight trilogy. That's technically not DC Universe. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I, I've, I've heard that, actually. Um, Mac or Windows? Uh, Windows. Um... When you're making decisions, do you use your head or your heart? <laughs> My head. That was for Edward, by the way. Uh, if you could play professional football, what position would you play? Center back. Center back. I, I get that. Uh, Infinity War or Endgame? Ooh, Infinity War. Huh? Which Hogwarts house are you? Gryffindor. Gryffindor, yeah. Yeah. Terry's brave. Uh, super, <laughs> super salad. Super. Uh, would you rather uh, endure the bitter cold or a warm and rainy day? Uh, warm and rainy. I had a feeling you would say that. Uh, so if you could visit Chicago or New Orleans, which one? I've been to both. I think they're both cool, both dripping with personality. Which one? Uh, New Orleans. Can I ask why really quick? Because my wife would prefer New Orleans. <laughs> a lot of the music history, uh, the music more than anything, you know, that kind of... I'm um, like, are you I, telepathically phoning a friend on this, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the music history and uh, you know, the, 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 the pull of Chicago food is pretty good, but mm -hmm. apparently the food in, uh, in Nola is pretty good as well. Both good. Uh, there is a, a, a temptation in New Orleans, though, the energy there on the first night, it's very easy to just get completely wrecked. <laughs> okay, I have a story for you. Me and my wife went on our honeymoon in New Orleans. I'll tell you that story one day, Terry. Not on the air, though. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> so, uh, so when you have a pre-match pint, what is it of? Uh, beer? Lager? No, like what kind? Oh, um, Heineken. Heineken, okay. Just because of Austin Powers, I know. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite comedy show of all time? Spaced. I love Spaced. It's on Amazon Prime right now, so I can watch it all I want. It's great. <laughs> I, I was talking to a guy who's a big Edgar Wright fan, and I was like, you've never see, seen Space? Are you kidding me? So, yeah. I, I, I guided him that way. So, <laughs> uh, Lastly, Game of Thrones... Which family or group does Terry belong to? The Lannisters. Do you? Yeah. Not for those reasons. <laughs> the really bad ones, but yeah. 
um, like the Lannisters. Interesting. That is the most interesting, most human house, most flawed, most honest in a certain way with mm -hmm. their motivations and what they do. They don't care about honor. They just care about themselves. And I like that. That, see, I am I am noticing... By the way, that's the end of Lightning Round. That's the last one. But I have to point out the conflict here, Terry. You picked the Lannisters from Game of Thrones, but Gryffindor from, Hog, from, from uh, you know, Harry Potter. Hmm. It seems like the equivalent would be Slytherin, right? Yeah, but I... I, I... I think Tyrion's pretty brave, and he's a Lannister. Oh, see, there you're, you're going Tyrion on me. You're not <laughs> going like, yeah, I see what you're doing. You're also doing that because Lannister sounds more like McAllister. So I'm going to start <laughs> calling you Terry McLannister. It's yeah. <laughs> Got a cat as well, so I'm more of a you know, lion kind of guy. Oh, like, see. Uh, so those of you out there who, who do a little psychoanalysis, enjoy. Uh, Terry, Terry's giving you giving you a buffet of, of material to analyze, and, uh, but yeah, interesting stuff. Um, some of those were surprising, and some of those were exactly what I was expecting. Good stuff, man. Um, I appreciate your honesty. I did not cut too deeply to the core, hopefully, um, and you weren't emotionally jarred when I asked you if you preferred fingers or toes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I have to have some weird ones, right? Uh, so <laughs> I, feel like well, I, uh, I used to sell um, like sports uh, shoes, didn't I, trainers? So I've, I've had enough of toes. My toes are finished. Terry's jarred forever, scarred forever by, by toes. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen pretty funky toes in my time. And on that... Uh, <laughs> on that bombshell, if I'm going to go all Top Gear, uh, it's it's time to to end the the Toffee Blues podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We need to figure out what we're gonna what we're gonna go out to. Um, you know what? Let's do let's do a good song that we both like. Let's do uh, Tenacious D. That song about uh, Ronnie James Dio, the one about yeah. uh, Dio has rocked for a long, long time. Let's do that one. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, it's, <laughs> you must give your cape and scepter to me and a smaller one for KG. It's, yeah, the people who don't know Tenacity have no idea what we're talking about, but it's a really funny song, so enjoy. That was, uh, I, th I thought Terry and I would, would geek out over that one. Uh, so as you're listening to a little bit of the D, it's time to end this particular episode. Uh, please subscribe to the Toppy Blues podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to see what we look like, good luck to you. But you can check our YouTube channel. Well, Toffee Blues YouTube channel. There's no overly clever name there. It's just that. Yeah, we, we didn't overthink it. Uh, no, we totally did. We just had nothing else. Uh, so, so if you want more Terry, check him out on uh, Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. Uh, you can see when he's there on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, his sponsor, uh, his personal life sponsor, uh, so check that out. Uh, also, he's feeling ill, so don't hug him. Uh, give him give him a week, and then you can just hugs galore. Um, just make him as uncomfortable as you want. He's he's down with that. Just yeah. I hope nobody literally takes me. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, that could just get to go all kinds of weird places. 
Uh, anyway, but yeah, also, uh, please check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and go to the Toffee Blues website. All kinds of uh, evidence analysis on there. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and that's it. Uh, Terry, thanks so much, man. Good to talk to you. I hope you feel better. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, yeah, drink, uh, take more of your paracetamol. <laughs> I'm learning new things. All right, man. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you later, bud. And for everybody else out there in, uh, you know, Toffee Blue Nation, uh, yeah, much love to you, and have a good, have a good uh, rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>